0: Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, this is your host Joshua Dolgoff and we have a lot to talk about today. UNC had a massive win against Syracuse at home and then I have to admit when I am wrong because man was I wrong about the Dallas Cowboys and it does not or has not ever felt this good to be wrong in my entire life because even though I picked the Cowboys to make the Super Bowl, we're still on the hate Dallas train because you know what, they deserve it we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk UNC basketball. Talk about them on just the national level at this point because they're now fourth in the AP poll that came out today. And I think it's finally time time to start talking about them as national championship contenders, potentially, potentially being the big word. But let's just get started. UNC had a monster home game against the Syracuse Orange, winning a just absolute butt-kicking 103 to 67. They were up thirty-four to sixteen, like ten minutes into the game, and they did not look back. They were up twenty-two at halftime. They were up almost forty at one point, and it was just pure domination. It started with uh, R.J. Davis, twenty-two points, seven of twelve from the field, a very efficient day for R.J. Four of six from the three-point line, five steals as well. He was a plus thirty. I mean, it was the most effortless twenty-two points I've I've seen uh, in my life. RJ was phenomenal, super efficient again, that's always important. Baycott had 16 and 11, only in 17 minutes because of early foul trouble in the first half, and then it really was just everybody else sprinkled in. Harrison Ingram had 11 and 10, Cormac Ryan had 9 points, Jalen Washington off the bench, he had 11 points in 13 minutes, Jalen Withers had a good game, 10 points, 6 rebounds, arguably his best game in Carolina Blue. Seth Trimble had 9, Cadeau had 6 and 3 assists. And then James Okonkwo hitting a couple free throws to get the biscuits for Tar Heel Nation. And then a great catch-and-shoot three by Rob Landry. It was that was a pure shot. But really good game offensively, obviously. Defensively, much of the same. I mean, Syracuse just kept taking bad shot after bad shot. Judah Minn scored 21. But he was going to get his numbers, 7 of 17. I don't think he had the greatest game. He had four turnovers as well. Uh, contained J.J. Starling. He only had had eight points. And and the Syracuse's backcourt is uh kind of kind of their their calling number because they're such good scores. And uh everyone at Copeland had sixteen, Bell thirteen. Not nothing too crazy uh from Syracuse. And again, this this game was over eight to ten minutes into the game. The Tar Heels hit the ground running. They clearly uh loved being back in the Dean Dome because uh that place was rocking. I was finally back in there. It was so great to be back at a game. I was actually in the risers, which is funny because I mean getting phase two risers for a Saturday game at noon. I feel like that's almost unheard of, but very, very good game atmosphere. Now I don't really need to break down the game too much. Cause it kind of was what it was. UNC made a lot of shots. They played good defense. They got out in transition. And I mean, when they're going up against an inferior team, eh, it's going to happen to that degree. Maybe that's where we need to kind of give UNC a lot of credit because they kept their foot on the gas. Syracuse cut it to 15 in the second half, and then UNC, it seemed, went on like a 20-point run where they just stretched that lead to 35 points in a matter of five minutes. So credit to Coach Davis. He kept his players aggressive. They were locked in on the moment uh, the entire way, and that, that led to a huge win. Now, the reason I want to talk about them nationally it's because if you weren't paying attention to the college basketball world outside of the ACC, everybody and their mother lost last week. Purdue lost on the road to Nebraska. Kansas lost to UCF at UCF. Houston lost back-to-back Big 12 games. That's a welcome to the Power 5 for them. Tennessee lost to Mississippi State. Kentucky lost to Texas A&M. Eight of the top ten teams in the country lost. Last week, the only two that didn't were UConn and your North Carolina Tar Heels. Pretty good for Hubert Davis, right? Doubt is really silent now. And now, Carolina jumped three spots up to number four in the AP poll behind UConn, Purdue, and Kansas. I think it's a good ranking. I think jumping Tennessee, Tennessee's at four losses now. Very, very warranted. It was about time because we did beat them. People want to talk about who's better analytically. You played head to head, you know who won. Um, jumping Houston, I think is correct as well because two losses in a row. They were close games, obviously, but uh, you gotta take care of business. And and Houston, they're finally going up against some real competition. And then I think I, I do think if Kentucky didn't lose to to Texas A&M, A and game in overtime, very good game, then I think Kentucky would be above us. But I guess they dropped Duke's actually above Kentucky, which I don't I don't personally agree with because I actually really love that Kentucky team. But this was the after this game. Well, I'll say it this way: before this kind of road stretch for the ACC, in the ACC, playing Pitt, Clemson, NC State, I, I still looked at UNC after a great non-conference slate where we go nine and three. I still looked at us as a second weekend team. I was I, I was unsure if we were up there with the top echelon of teams like a Purdue and UConn and Kansas. But seeing every team in the country pretty much up at the top of the rankings lose on the road in conference and then UNC take care of business by double digits 3 games in a row and then smack Syracuse by like 50 points after the Syracuse game this is the first time that i realistically cuz you guys know i'm a realist we're unfiltered on here we don't we don't play too biased you know we're still going to believe in our tar heels but we're not going to set expectations through the roof this is the first time this season that I believe UNC is a legit Final Four contender, and I'll phrase it why. I'll phrase why. A few things. One, you have a star guard. RJ Davis is the best guard in the country right now, and it's not a debate. With how Tyler Kolek, he had a bounce back game versus Villanova, with how he played the last the games prior that they lost in. Tristan Newton, also a very good guard, but RJ Davis is scoring at an in insane clip, shooting 40% from three. When you have a star guard who can score at will like that, you're always going to have a chance. you got a veteran big man in Armando Baycott who's just going to clean up on the boards and all these other pieces fit. I, I think the Tar Heels have a great combination of veteran leadership and experience and youth. We've seen Seth Trimble and Jalen Washington really come to their own this season. Again, Cadot is only going to get better. I feel like I say that every podcast, but Cadot had a, I think, a very solid game. He made some passes. In that Syracuse game, same thing with the NC State game, where it's just like, how do you even think of that? That little backdoor cut that RJ made, Cadot making that little fake to Harrison, dump down low on the baseline. RJ dishes it back to Baycott for the putback, or the, or not putback for the for the dunk. I mean, Cadeau's vision is is just elite and, and, and we obviously didn't need him to do anything special uh, against Syracuse, but he can still get to the rim at will. But with that being said, I just, I think with, especially with how Withers played, you can go eight deep. UConn went eight deep last year, very consistently. And, And again, I think the mix of experience and youth, it's a good combination when it comes to, to, to the final, to, to March Madness, I think. These young guys are excited to play, they're athletic, they're, they're energetic coming off the bench, and I think a big thing this year that has really just worked is how valuable have Cormac Ryan and Harrison Ingram been from a locker room perspective, because R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott are not vocal guys, They are not. they lead by example, but they're not vocal leaders, Cormac is a vocal leader, R.J. Davis said that Hubert Davis doesn't really need to do all the talking that much anymore, Large parts probably because of Cormac and Harrison. It's all them, and then showing that you can win in different ways. That that's my last key piece. You go win ugly against Pitt and NC State. You play a good top twenty-five team in Clemson, and they've shown they can win defensively. They can win by making buckets, by making jump shots, and against Florida State in their first ACC game. They're down 14 in the Dean Dome. They found a way to claw back. This team has won in several different ways. They have a balanced roster. They block in defensively. Everyone plays their role. There are no egos. The The pecking order in terms of who's our first set option, second option, is very clear. And I think that is why UNC... For the first time, I think this season is a legit Final Four contender and absolutely a potential title favorite. And that feels good to say. It's been so nice to have a good Carolina basketball team. First time since, uh, really, the, the, the Kobe White, Cam Johnson. Your first time for me, obviously, at college. And when you look at the rest of the schedule, in January, like, you play at Louis, you play home against Louisville. I mean, you might as well not play that game. That's a Tar Heel win. Then you go on the road to Boston College. Not a bad team, but you know they're still Boston College. Play against Wake at home. That that'll be the tough one. Wake's a very good team. I know they they lost to Florida State, but Wake is solid. Hunter Salas is good. Hildreth is good. Boopy Miller. I mean, they've got dudes who can score. And then you're at Florida State and at Georgia Tech, and then in a blink of an eye, you're at Duke, you're, or you're home against Duke, February 3rd, so UNC could easily rattle off five more wins in a row before playing at, or home against Duke, and at that point, you're what, 19-3, and 10-0 in conference, it is doable, with the slate, with how bad the ACC is this year, and then you're looking at them as like a top three team, because People can make fun of the ACC slate and scheduling and how bad the conference is all they want. I agree. The ACC is bad this year. But if you take care of business, that's what good teams do. Good teams take care of business, whether it's on the road or at home. When you are the better team, you should win. And that's all the Tar Heels have done in ACC play this year. 5-0 in conference. I believe they're 14, 13-3 overall. So they'd be 18-3 and before playing Duke for the first time. And it's exciting to watch. That Syracuse game was electric. Let's hope the Tar Heels can keep it going. I guess from a national scope, basketball wise, I think teams right now that I would say are better than UNC. I'm I'm taking I'm taking UConn. I'm taking Purdue. I know Purdue. You know we gotta wait till they see him in the postseason because that's really what it comes down to. But Zach Eadie still Zach Eadie. And then I'm taking Kentucky still over UNC and actually I've always I mean I've been telling people this but this is a good place to do it right now Kentucky is my title pick and it's for similar reasons for UNC being a final four team you've got a good mix of experience and youth you got the three freshman guards and Rob Dillingham Reed Shepard DJ Wagner Dillingham especially just can can score from all over the court he he brought that Kentucky team back in that A&M game Reed Shepard obviously a super smart player you got good experience, Trey Mitchell, Antonio Reeves, you got Coach Cal who's figuring out how to play those lineups, Aaron Bradshaw's a young good piece as well at the center spot, and then again, they have guards. They've got guards who can, if they need to get you a bucket at the end of the game, they will do it, if they need to ice it at the free throw line, they will do it. And they're gonna be battle tested in the SEC. SEC's not as good this year, but there's still Tennessee, there's still Auburn, they're still Alabama and AM hasn't had a great start to the season with six losses already. But Texas AM got Wade Taylor, uh Tyrese Radford. They'll be ready to go. So right now I would I would put Kentucky and Chapel and UNC in my final four, and then the other two teams I think are I think are uh kinda kinda debatable. And then last note. Talking a little bit about Duke, because I think now this is the next big game on our radar. Duke has struggled a bit. They beat Georgia Tech only by five at home. They obviously lost to them earlier in the season. And then you barely beat Notre Dame by eight, who's like really bad. Beat pit by 22. That's a good win. But I think stacking up UNC to Duke, because these are the two best teams in the ACC. It's them two. And then there's a massive drop off. I actually think UNC matches up really well against Duke because obviously they'll have Mark Mitchell back, but it's four guards and Kyle Filipowski. not much variation, not much size. UNC will be bigger. I think they're deeper. I think they play better together. So when that game comes around in the Dean Dome and we're obviously it's a rivalry game, it's a big game, but I I think UNC has a very good chance of winning that game because right now they're just playing better basketball. I mean, uh, it, it took a, a few threes from Tyrese Proctor to beat a, a Georgia Tech team that is one and four and eight and eight overall. It's it's not the greatest team ever yet. They're at home too, and you know, I just and I'm not trying to be a Duke here because I think after Duke beat Baylor and Jeremy Cain was getting buckets, like I, I think that team really hit a turnaround. But they they have no depth, and I, I think their seven number seven ranking is is not deserved because you beat Baylor and you beat uh, Michigan state. Who's the biggest disappointment this year. Who else have you beaten? And like only a couple teams handedly, that's like a legit conference, not like like Queens college or whoever else you're playing. So in terms of how we stack up, I I, I really think UNC is the, the best team in the ACC. And I think by the time we play Duke, uh, we, we should be riding a, what is it? Nine, 10, 11 game win streak. Uh, and we should continue it. Because, again, I I just think Duke's lack of size is going to to haunt them. Because last year they had Derek Lively. They don't have him anymore. Anyways, I've been talking UNC basketball for 15 minutes. Let's go to the NFL. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. I tried to get cute. I tried to, you know, get a little fancy, pick the Dallas Cowboys because maybe this is their year. Maybe they'll finally get over, you know, the hump. Not a chance. Yesterday, Jordan Love went into town and just spanked the Dallas Cowboys. 16 of 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones had three touchdowns. The Packers were getting anything they wanted in every single drive. Wide receivers were wide open. Dak Prescott threw two picks, one being a pick six, one uh, on a very good uh, Jair Alexander play. Now... Again, not happy or, you know, not happy. My prediction's wrong, but I'm not upset that it was the Cowboys losing. It's almost a win-win. It's like the LeBron line meme. Like I knew this was going to happen, but if you're a Cowboys fan, I, I just feel so bad for you. because at least the giants, at least like we know we're bad. The Cowboys, you have these high expectations every year. And I, I seriously don't understand what, how they didn't get the job done. You've got the number one offense. You've got a good pass rush. I mean, they just can't stop the run. And now, obviously, Mike McCarthy's going to go. So, fully acknowledge that my prediction was wrong. Should have rolled with San Francisco. I also picked the Rams. They lost. Super happy for Detroit uh, in that city because 32 years, it's been a long time. Uh, Dan Campbell coached a great game yesterday, and I I think the Lions are a huge threat to make the Super Bowl uh, as well. Their defense tightened up, especially in the red zone, only allowing three field goals on three trips from the Rams. And then uh, St. Brown with some clutch catches. Jared Goff was on the money almost all game. You run the ball uh, uh, decently well, even though you could run it better. And then obviously Chiefs handle business versus the Dolphins, no surprise. And then the one prediction I guess I got right with uh, the Texans winning forty-five to fourteen. C.J. Stroud uh, looking looking like a top ten guy in the league. I mean Joe Flacco, his two pick six don't doesn't help. But Stroud had 274 yards, three touchdowns. My boy, Nico Collins, 96 yards and a touchdown. Love that guy. But Houston going to play the Ravens. And then it's going to be Buffalo hosting the Chiefs in a rematch. Just another Josh Allen-Patrick Mahomes showdown, which we're looking for. And then right now, Bucks are up 16-3. to Philly looks like they're just going to continue to tumble their way out of the playoffs, losing six of their last seven. And in that case, it will be... The Niners playing the Packers, and then the Lions hosting the Buccaneers. As of now, maybe the Eagles make a second half comeback. Five minutes left in the second quarter. So, Prediction-wise there, uh, I'm rolling Ravens over the Texans. I'm actually going to take the Bills just because they're at home over Kansas City. If it was flipped, I would have taken Kansas City. I'm rolling with the home team. and Then I think Lions and Niners is pretty self-explanatory. I'm rooting for the Lions, though. Hope they, I hope they can get the job done. I think it'll be so fun to see uh, Dan Campbell in a Super Bowl. I just hope he doesn't outcoach himself by, you know, playing it too risky. So, uh, but it's been a great weekend of football. Obviously, a great week of Carolina basketball. The women's team is also getting it done. I'll want to talk about them more in the future. They beat Virginia, eighty-one sixty-eight. Deja Kelly had a good week, even though they lost to the Florida State. So And and they're 23rd in the country, so that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, Glad, always happy to talk. Uh, Carolina basketball, we'll talk more about them. They have their game against Louisville on Wednesday. Shouldn't be a problem there. And then more NFL content soon to come. Also keep uh, an ear out, I guess, for uh, an eye and an ear out. Why not? For some hockey content, because I'm going to go to a couple Canes games in February. I want to talk some hockey. I'm going to try to bring some guests On the show as well. We're just trying to get our feet back under us. Stay consistent with this Monday, Friday schedule. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'll be back on Friday doing what we always do. Have a great week and I'll speak to you next time.